What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Sir? The most you ever lost on a coin toss. I don't know. I couldn't say. Call it. Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Well, we need to know what we're calling it for here. You need to call it. I can't call it for you. Well, it wouldn't be fair. I didn't put nothing up. Yes, you did. You've been putting it up your whole life. You just didn't know it. You know what date is on this coin? No. 1958. It's been traveling 22 years to get here. And now it's here. And it's either heads or tails. And you have to cycle it. Well, look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything, call it. All right. Heads, then. Well done. Don't put it in your pocket, sir. Don't put it in your pocket, it's your lucky quarter. Where you want me to put it? Anywhere not in your pocket. But it'll get mixed in with the others and become just a coin. Which it is. The thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Erdebeck. I'm Alex Forley. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. All right, everybody, harvest your four-leaf clovers, shine up your horseshoes, brush those rabbit's feet, because tonight we're talking about luck. Lady luck. That's right. We're less than a week away from uh, St. Patrick's Day. Hey, Paisy. So what better thing to talk about than luck, Alex? Yeah, that's right. I know I was very intrigued by this topic. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, what else would we drink when we're going to be celebrating the approaching St. Patrick's Day than some Guinness? Some Guinness? Some we Guinness. Guinness? Who Guinness. drinks Guinness on uh, St. Patrick's Day? That's just crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, let's see. Guinness uh, draft stout uh, is a dry irish dry stout um it is 4.2 percent alcohol it's definitely gonna be dark it does also have at least these are nitro generated for smoothness so it has nitrogen in it instead of uh co2 carbon dioxide um not carbon dioxide carbon oxide oh my god i don't know now i just went blank carbonated yeah uh, carbon dioxide. Yeah. Why, why did I just have a brain fart? I was like, no, that's <laughs> we breathe out. That's what we put in beer. Like I just had like the most weird retrospective thought all at the same time while trying to talk and it just all <laughs> shut down is what happened. Um, <laughs> so we're drinking Guinness uh, on oh, what, you're, the, what you're saying is your brain does not know how to multitask. No, not at all. <laughs> you, my wife can definitely, uh, comment on that one uh we could have a whole episode about that it's like he can't do shit he can barely do one 
with staying on task. I'm like the most, oh, like I couldn't tell you how many times I'm having a conversation with my wife and she goes, now finish that thought <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I'm so sporadic and all over the damn place when I'm talking, especially when I get like excited or hyped up. I'm just, I'm all, I can't stop. All right. Kind of like that. Yeah. Guinness drought <laughs> draft. Um, so here's the tasting notes for it from Guinness itself. They wouldn't lie to you. Uh, aroma, sweet smelling with a coffee and malty nose flavor. Perfect balance of bitter and sweet with malt and roasty characters. Uh, the palate, smooth, creamy, and balanced. ABV, 4.2. Appearance, distinctly dark with a rich, creamy head. And it is score 81. Good on Beer Advocate. Uh, ranked 93. And I usually like to read the top of these, but man, they just haven't been funny. Like I, like I want people to like, they're trying too hard on this. I feel like here you go. Here's, here's one that gave five out of five. And it's super simple. The best beer better at bars though. Cool. You got me. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. What we need to do is we need to get our own uh, profile on beer activate advocate and uh start just leaving really funny comments on their <laughs> reviews oh god i like the way you think yeah. uh like yeah like that one that i had about my grandma's house <laughs> yeah exactly right shit like that like <laughs> be like this is like this beer tastes like if you got kicked in the balls in a sauna <laughs> while Christmas music is being played. Like, I don't know how to feel about this beer. Right. There's good, there's good, there's bad, there's everything in between. I, th- I think the one day I said, this beer tastes like if somebody fell off the boat in the middle of the ocean and was left behind in the ocean and you were the guy on the boat who left the guy in the ocean, this is the beer you would be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that perfectly <laughs> describes it. Yeah. I might be signing up tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, let's taste Guinness. All right. My mouth is watering.
nothing but bad luck. Guinness is it's like the lightest of all the stouts I've ever drank it is you're, I mean you're right it's not very like it's heavy I, I don't know how to put it it's heavy to a new, be, a new beer drinker I'll say that because I remember when I first started drinking Guinness I was like oh my god it's so heavy yeah. uh, I had a Guinness and ate a pizza last night I couldn't even move um but now I totally agree with you. Like it's, it's like a stout that, yeah, you get a little bit of, a little bit of coffee, a little bit of chocolate, uh, roast off very light roasty notes, but it's like, it, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's there, then it's gone. Right. It's like the lawnmower beer of the stouts. Right. It's yeah. the lawnmower beer of Ireland. Right. <laughs> Yes, it's the Irish lawnmower beer. <laughs> They've got a lot of lawn to mow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you ever uh, drive over? You ever like been lawn mowing with your like mowing the lawn with your dad, and he runs over a bunch of fucking rocks, and they come sailing out the side of it and hit you while you're over there like weed eating or something? No, it's never happened. No, okay. Well, I not guess with my dad. <laughs> not with my dad. It's happened with yeah. just, just random people. That's happened yeah. with me at work, where in the summertime people will be mowing their lawn, and I'll go to drop a box off at their front front door, and they'll just come walking right by me and just spray me with leaves. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, you didn't see me. You didn't see my giant ass. Yeah, walking through your yard. Okay." Yeah. I'm huge. You didn't see me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, my truck is literally blotting out the sun. <laughs> I was thinking about mulch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I've, 
I felt like I always get nailed. It's like you just happen to go by. I don't know why. I, I was sitting here thinking, I bet you that happens a lot in Ireland because there's a lot of rocks. Anyway, I was going, I was going somewhere with that and then fell right off. <laughs> oh, oh, there was a point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I brought it back. Yeah. Um, All right. <laughs> so tonight, uh, in celebration of our Irish festivities, because I think we've done, I don't know if we have or not, because I haven't looked, but I know we've been doing this podcast for at least since Nam. So, <laughs> yeah, I know we've talked about uh, St. Patrick's Day before. Right. So, to kind of uh, change it up a little bit this year, I wanted to talk about luck in general. Yeah. Whether it truly exist is it a legitimate thing yeah. is it is is good luck a thing and is bad luck a thing and do you think that luck really exists so right off the top alex i'm gonna ask you that do you think that luck really exists and whatever answer you give me i'm gonna try and change your mind and then later change your mind back to your original answer go wow. <laughs> Sounds lucky. Um, I don't know. It's it's one of those that I always hope that it is. Because like I I like being superstitious. There's something about it that I enjoy, and I do it. Yeah. Like I I do like we have like a New Year's Eve tradition that I always do. Uh, you know, I've got uh, like I, I find a quarter or something on the ground. I'll always pick it up and be like, this could be my lucky quarter. <laughs> yeah and then is I keep tradition it. like is tradition a lucky thing a luck thing i mean if it's revolved around luck like we literally like you know everyone has their own like new year's day i guess what is like traditions that you know some of it's like health wealth and happiness or um some of it's for good luck for the year or you know you don't do this because of bad luck uh and it's like i think it's fun to do that um, to intentionally but, do the things that give you bad luck. No, 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 no. Oh. To do the things that give you good luck. Oh, okay. But it's also my math brain starts rolling. I'm like, is it, is it? And like, then I start going all over the place. I'm like, is it that, or is it karma or is it mathematical, you know, like things that happen and you just, just can't the help. probability of it. Yeah cause of probability like it's it's one of those things it's all over the place but i so i i guess to answer your question i'm gonna i'm gonna say yes just because i want it to be right yeah well then uh all self-help gurus would say that you're a lazy piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) oh they got me down god that's so funny i was doing a little bit of research and it kept bopping me over to like gurus and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Like I literally was listening to this guy go going off about it. Uh yeah, no, I could totally see that. No, it did duh. Yeah. Duh. Of course. I want to win the lottery and not do shit. Right. Uh don't ever, and I mean ever tell a successful person that they got lucky. Right. Luck is a four-letter word to that person. There's something that really just gets on my nerves every single time I see it, every single time I hear it, every single time I, I read it, 
okay? And it, it's a four-letter word to me. It's a word that it, I don't believe in. It's a word that I despise. It's a word that pisses me off when I see it written or when I hear it spoken. You know what that word is? That word is luck, all right? Too many of you and too many people in society fall back on the word luck, not knowing the circumstances of someone else's success. You see big things, you hear big things, you see people who do big things, and you automatically say, wow, that guy's so lucky. Wow, she's so lucky. Wow, that, that's so lucky that that happened. You don't fucking know that. You're assuming that. And let me tell you how insulting that sounds to somebody who has literally grinded their fucking dick off to build something worthwhile, okay? I'm going to ask you one thing from this podcast is to substitute from now on the word luck for the word fortunate, okay? Don't say, wow, that guy's so lucky. Say, hey, that's a fortunate dude. He's very fortunate, okay? There's a big difference in how that sounds and what that means and the metaphysical implications that stand behind your belief system when you say that. When you say, oh, that guy got lucky, you're telling the universe and you're telling yourself subconsciously that you believe that you are not in control of your circumstances. And guess what? If that's what you believe, you aren't. But when you say, hey, that guy's very fortunate, You know what you're saying? You're saying, I believe in control. I believe that I am in control, and I believe that the consequences of my actions are in my control. And there is a big difference, not just in how you sound, because you sound like an ignorant asshole when you say people are lucky that have worked their asses off. But there's a big difference in what the universe hears and what will play out when you use the different terms of fortunate versus lucky. So I'm going to ask you guys to please stop using the word luck When you talk about other people's success and use the term fortunate, it's going to help you out, it's going to help out your results, and it's going to make you sound like not an asshole, okay? So, is there, because right now I know there's this guy right there, he's listening, he's saying, but Andy, there is such a thing as luck. There is luck. Well, no shit there's luck. Like, when you're riding your bicycle down the road and a car hits a puddle of of oil and does a donut and misses you by an inch like we all see on these videos on Facebook, that's fucking luck, right? But going to work every fucking day for 20 fucking years and grinding your ass off and then becoming a multimillionaire, that's not luck, all right? That's action and result. That's action and reaction. That's not luck, okay? You weren't there pointing at this dude who has the the fucking life that you want You weren't pointing out how lucky he was when he couldn't pay his bills. You weren't pointing out how lucky he was when he got evicted from his house trying to build this business. How about when he made less than what you made for the first 15 years holding on to his dream? You weren't there saying he was lucky. How about at night when he's crying to his wife about how stressed he is and how hard his life is and 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 how he's going to be homeless if he doesn't pick up the results at work? You weren't fucking there saying, oh, he's lucky. You weren't there when he had it, couldn't take a solid shit for five years saying, oh, man, that dude's really lucky. Or when his girlfriend left because he's a loser. Or how about when he's working at 2 a.m.? Or how about when he's working on weekends and holidays when you're out celebrating with your family? Where were you? You weren't saying he's lucky. Okay? You don't know what lucky is because you don't know the fucking story. So quit using the word luck and start using the word fortunate. It's going to do you a favor. It's going to do you a service. 
and how you think about results, and it's gonna make your it's gonna make you sound like not such an asshole because there's nothing more insulting to somebody who grinded their ass off than when someone says he got lucky or you're so lucky. It makes me want to punch you in the fucking eye. All right, quit using the word luck. Quit believing in luck because it doesn't exist in terms of action and reaction. And start believing in work. Start believing in fortunate. Start believing in results that come from your actions. And when you do that and you wholeheartedly believe it, guess what? That's what starts to happen. 99.9% of the people on earth use luck as an excuse. Okay? They do nothing. They plan nothing. They execute on nothing. Yet the guy who executes is lucky. No, motherfucker. He did the work that you didn't fucking do. And then you hide behind luck as an excuse. Don't be one of those people. Don't be one of these pussies in life who uses the word lucky as an excuse, which is most of society, okay? Your success is going to come down to the results of the work that you do. It's not going to come down to the success fairy giving you some fucking luck, sunshine, up your ass. That's not what it's going to come down to, okay? So take the word luck, replace it with the word fortunate, and start believing that and then, and then you're going to see magical things happen, okay? And we, we talk about the magic. That's how the magic happens. The magic happens by doing the fucking work. Just one look and they turned me away Unenlightened my spirits in some other way But why tell me God do things happen this way My luck is so bad it can only get better than My luck is so bad it can only get better My dog's gone astray and my cat does his mouse The neighbor is hung in a tree by his house My ties have been slashed and my battery's flat Well please tell me why tell me Taking the cash, the house and my horse And the government says I owe lots of that tax Now tell me how can it get worse than that My luck is so bad it can only get better than My luck so bad it can only get better Yes, my luck is so bad it can only get better than My luck is so bad it can only get
but yeah so self self-help gurus they think that uh luck is basically the easy man or the easy way out the lazy way out like you need to work hard to achieve the things that you want to achieve in life and if you yeah. think that everything is luck or you just say like you failed and then you blame it on bad luck that's you basically just being a lazy failure and not stepping up your game and working harder to achieve the things that you need to achieve in life. Well, yeah, it sounds awesome to be lazy <laughs> and to get all that. Like, why isn't that not the dream? Um, but I actually totally agree with them where I'm like, it's like, I don't know. I never say luck had anything to do with it. Like if something bad happens, I just always go, eh, shit happens and I just move on. Uh, you know, but I feel like there are instances where random, like, you know, random courses of events happen or, um, maybe even, I don't know, like I to do I was thinking, I was thinking about gambling in the shower, getting ready for this. Um, and I remember having the feeling at a casino in Las Vegas and I had, like my last and like I hadn't really been spending a lot of money, but I had a token that was the most money I had in a token. I know it's not going to sound that much, but at the time I was in college, but I had a hundred dollars on a token yeah. and it was like my last money to spend that I had set for, for the night. I had more, but I was like, all right. I was like, and I was looking at a roulette table and I was like, I should put this on 22 and everything in my body was screaming at me to go, just do it. Just do it. You should do it. Just do it do it if I could do it and then I went no I don't want to just waste a hundred dollars right right and that fucking 22 came up oh shit at that moment there was something telling me fucking do it yeah fucking luck <laughs> and uh you know what I like didn't listen beginner's <laughs> luck you would have yeah. done that you would have put it down there yeah because that's what beginners do the risk you're, you're in tuned. Yeah. 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 I don't know why beginner's luck is such a thing. That's exactly why right there, because they, so here's an example for you. Uh, all right. This is the difference between beginner's luck of somebody brand new at, let's say playing roulette and somebody who is an avid gambler, much like yourself. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, a beginner, a new guy down there at the roulette table doesn't have all these qualms and build up things in his brain telling him all this nonsense to keep him from just going with his gut and throwing it out there and being right. reckless. Mm hmm for lack of a better term with his, with his gambling. Yeah. So that's what he does is he goes out there and he just says, all right, Hey, I feel like I just got this gut feeling that 22 is going to hit. Fuck it. I'm going to throw this hundred dollar ship on 22 and see what happens. Basically. Cause he doesn't have, he doesn't give a shit. He's clear minded right. about it. He multiple choiced it. You know how they say the first your first inclination on a multiple choice is usually like better than overthinking it. Right, exactly. 
Yeah. There's another scenario, like uh, let's say professional baseball. You got okay. a rookie who comes in off the AAA team, first time batting, going up against an all-star pitcher, hits a home run. Right? And they say, right. oh, that's beginner's luck. But what it really is, is that pitcher's got it all up in his brain. I'm an all-star pitcher. And this guy's a rookie. He's playing in his first game. I If I don't strike this motherfucker out, like, <laughs> there's something wrong with me. You know what I mean? He shouldn't even be up here, let alone batting against me. Right. So he's he's way overthinking it. Meanwhile, the batters up there, first game in the major leagues, don't give a shit because he knows that he's supposed to strike out. Mm. So if he strikes out, that's what he's supposed to do. Like, yeah, he has no qualms about that. He's like, whatever. Like, I'm up here just trying to have fun right now. Shit. So he's he's clear minded. And that fastball comes right down the middle. And he's like, whoa, look at that. Boom. See, I also thought like with your this scenario, the the old school pitchers relaxed, but he's overthinking it because he's like he's in his zone. And the the new guy's out of his comfort zone. So he's on edge and he's got adrenaline pumping. And he's like, All right, I know I don't gotta do it, but I got to do it for Sparta and just, poof, and then, you know, uh, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, like, but there is something to that. Like if he's supposed to like consequences of our no resolve for him, right. that's the same thing with the new gambler. They're like, I don't care this, like there is something to going gambling going like, this is the way I do it for anybody that wants to play the home game. I like to go if I go to like a casino or something, that's I'll like set away X amount of money and go once it's gone, it's gone. And then like if it's done, I'm out and I'm just gone, Uh, which can either make for a very long night or a very short one. Uh, But it's it's more fun that way because like I expect to lose it. So it's like I'm trying to it's like I'm trying to relive the first time. I'm trying to ride the horse again, man. Yeah. Uh, well, you can scientifically recreate beginner's luck mm. exactly the way that you're just describing. Yeah. And that's one way to do it. If you're going the casino uh, route, as far as uh, examples, is to take. Uh, exactly what you just said. Taking an exact amount of money, you you have that say a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm going in with a hundred bucks. When this hundred dollars, no matter what I win, is done or lost or won or whatever happens to it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm gone. Right. And stick to that, and then you're done. And you now have a clear mind. <laughs> you're going in yeah. without that without that weight in your brain. The prefrontal lobe is what it is that's controlling the luck. 
And if you can massage out and meditate out and clear out, like like taking a uh, laxative for your prefrontal lobe and just get it all nice and cleared out. I don't know why I thought you were going to say a Xanax. Uh, <laughs> like, just get relaxed. Maybe and- a Xanax will do that. Maybe it's a Xanax that's, that's like the laxative for your... It's the easy flow for your... Probably. I mean... That's like, a, you know, they'll make you not give a shit about nothing. Right. Just, yeah. Uh, so right yeah, before, put it all. Uh, I don't yeah. care. Right before you go into the casino, eat a Zanny bar and do a line of Coke. What are you, <laughs> you trying to have a heart attack? <laughs> well, you got to stay active. <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> active and clear-minded at the same time. No, I'm just kind of laughing at myself because I was pondering what you said and you were like Zanny Bar and cocaine and I don't know why my first initial reaction was to go (laughs) I was like why did I just do that (sighs) lots of sniffing going on that night (laughs) yeah I guess man (laughs) I got a cold Uh, right Well, I know I miss more than a hit With a face that was launched to sink And I seldom feel the bright relief It's been the worst day since yesterday there's one thing I have said Is that the dreams I once had now lay in bed As the four winds blow my wits through the door It's been the worst day since yesterday
speaking of the roulette table, I have, and I'm going to go ahead and since uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, I'm going to go ahead and let uh, all of the surplus thinkers out there know the the key that I found to always winning at the roulette table. All right. First of all, I can't skim by the soberless thinkers. I love that. Uh, <laughs> that is the best way to describe our listeners. Oh my God. It was there the whole time. The soberless thinkers. Okay. What is your secret skill? <laughs> yes. So uh, what you do is you go and you bet on black the minimum amount. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. You, if it lands on red, you double the amount that you bet on black again. If it lands on red again, you then double that amount. And you continue this process until it finally lands on black because it will eventually land on black. And the reason you're continuously doubling the amount that you're putting on there is making up for what you're losing is well is because the probability of it landing on black now has done exponentially gone up. Yeah. So then when it finally hits, say you start it with five bucks and by the time it finally lands on black, you're up to like 25 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then it hits. Then you double your money. Then you start back over at five again. And it takes some time, but eventually, by the end of the night, you will have way more money than what you had when you came in there. Every time. It works every time. That's not bad. That's really not that bad of a strategy. Um, I've vaguely looked into casino games and, you know, black, black or red, I think what it is, it's like, 49 or 48 point something percent because there's no it's 47 or some shit like that it's not 50 there's two greens right three no you're right two two there's a zero zero double zero double zero yeah so yeah it was yeah so 48 percent chance but i like that because it will eventually happen which I feel like I've also gambled on roulette one time and I swear I was like, all right, black, all right, black, all right, black, all right, black. And like, you know how some of them, they'll give you the numbers and like a little yeah. like screen of like what the last winning numbers were big. I'm shitting you not. It was all red. And the entire time I'm like, no, just stay strong. Keep it. And then finally I went, fuck it. Red boom, hit black. I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch. I'm leaving. Yeah. Uh, so you should have stayed with it. I know. And but not only stay with it, continue to double your bet. Start yeah. with five, you lose, put down ten. You lose again, put down twenty. You lose again, put down forty. You lose again, put down eighty. Then hopefully you hit before you run out of money. Yeah. I was sitting there going, like, man, I want to test this theory. So so here's what I did. When I yeah. first heard this, I was like, well, I'm not going to go take a thousand dollars to the casino and try this without right. testing it first. Right. So there's a roulette game that you can download on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I just downloaded the game on my iPhone and I started doing exactly that. And I played it for hours and hours and hours. 
And within the first 10 minutes, I was ahead. And the longer I played it, the further and further ahead I got to the point where I was thousands of dollars ahead. Nice. And every time I've done it on the, on the game on my phone, and I've sat there and done that every single time, I end up thousands of dollars ahead. Now you can do things like uh, on the roulette table, which is Eddie Cupid's favorite game to play. You can do things like he does where he'll put he'll put chips on like freaking 18 different numbers out on the board. He'll spot four of them and just set it in the middle. He does all kinds of crazy shit, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but he always wins at roulette and he always wins a shit ton of money. And it's it blows my mind. Right. He went in one time because he didn't have rent to pay. And he's like, Mike, drive me to the casino. And I was like, why? He's like, I don't have rent money this month. I'm like, what are you going to do at the casino then? He's like, I'm going to make rent money. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He walked in there with like 100 bucks, played nothing but the roulette table, walked out of there with like four grand. Damn. Yeah. Went to the strip club and then paid his rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that man is all about romance. Jockey for me. I don't need these lines to get. 
I mean, there's so that's it was that luck does is he just lucky or is that an acquired skill at that point? I think this so this is all to me probability of chance and it's like you're working the numbers and I feel like he knows something or he's spreading his money out in such a way. But it's so weird because at the same time, like I start thinking too much into this because it's like, you know, this is one of the like your your uh, strategy is brilliant for the simple fact that some of the like if the ball lands on red and has landed on red four times in a row, it doesn't change the probability of chance on black or red that it's landed four times before it's still 48 percent 
Now it will eventually land on black, right? But it's when it's going to happen. And it's like all the past things that are happening. Like if you're just crunching numbers, they don't matter. And, but that's what a lot of people get hung up on because they chase it. Cause like, they'll see like, all right, it's been hitting red and there's been a couple black. So I'm going to bet red, but at any given moment, that could flip flop. Right. At any given moment, it could just have a whole long black streak. Right. And then it's just you chasing, like keep bopping sides or going over here. Uh, but Eddie Cupid's thing is like he's going specific numbers. So he's playing like I can't remember the 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 amount on the numbers, especially when you're playing like four numbers, because it's like you're splitting your bet into fourths. So I can't remember what it is. If you win a number, you get times seven, whatever you bet, or something like that. I don't know. I got really into like learning the statistics, obviously, of gambling. Uh, that and I really was interested in learning how to play craps. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, it's just one of those things. I'm like, I want to know. That's one of those things we might have to ask Eddie Cupid. What's his roulette strategy? Yeah, if he will tell us. Yeah, because he's a man of mystery, and he likes to. There's still. I've known this guy for so long. He's one of my best friends. But there's still things that he he has a tattoo in Japanese on his leg, and he refuses to tell me what it means. Chicken soup. Uh, he won't say. <laughs> he, he yeah. has, he's like, I'm like, I'm going to have to learn how to fucking read Japanese, I guess. No, you don't. I, don't even, do if, I don't even know if it's Japanese, honestly. I don't know what it, it's some kind of Asian characters. Three of them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that could be anything. that could be dude. It I'd have to look at it to be able to tell you, but I mean there's big drastic differences in like Japanese, Mandarin or Cantonese. I can't remember which one they or in China, and then the, you know Korean has their own, which is a lot wilder. But I would assume it would probably be Japanese or uh, Chinese character. Um, but not that I'm trying to like promote uh, this technology or anything. But you actually on the new iPhones. They got a thing now that you can actually take your photo and put it over top of something you don't know, and it'll translate it for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So we could figure out what Eddie Cupid's secret is. So what I need to do is get him wasted, and he'll pass out on the floor somewhere. Right. And then I'll pull his sock down, and (laughs) we'll translate his leg. Yeah, it's probably like a treasure map. Uh, yeah. The national treasure. <laughs> uh, that's, dude, <laughs> we're off on an Eddie Cupid uh, back alley, but right. <laughs> this is funny. Um, yeah, but my, his tattoo says luck. Anyway, um, <laughs> my bachelor party. Right. We, uh, <laughs> we, went, we got this chalet in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Eddie gets fucking slamburgered, passes out in the middle of the floor before half the party even shows up. Yeah. Right. So then like my other friends show up at the chalet and they come walking in the door and they and the first thing Eddie, Eddie's laying there passed out in the middle of the floor. And uh, my cousin Andy comes walking and he's like, Oh my God, Mike. 
you've already got dead bodies in the floor. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this party's already started. (laughs) (laughs) By the end of the night, Eddie was not the only dead body on the floor. I am sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, luck, man. Luck. So here's another gambling thing. Poker. I think that I have the worst luck in the world when it comes to Texas Hold'em. Really? It doesn't matter when I'm playing, who I'm playing against, where I'm at. I will never get a good hand playing Texas Hold'em. <laughs> it's, it's never happened in my life. That's why I will say you go through ruts because I get obsessed with uh, like... I don't know why last summer I played Texas Hold'em on my tablet at work all day long. And it was mainly because I could play it and just kind of vaguely like play it and come back to whatever I was doing. And it wasn't real money, but I will say I got up to like, you start off with like a hundred grand. I think at one point I had like, I don't know, like $30 million uh, of fake world of poker whatever yeah like you know it is what it is but it's one of those things that yeah but there was times where i like dude i've i've lost 25 million dollars in like a couple sittings and i'm like what the fuck every time when i'm like i've got the best hand here and someone drops something more i'm like son of a bitch like are you shitting me like this shit never happens um but I can't yeah. even pretend that I've got a good hand. And then it got yeah. so bad. I used to have poker nights with my friend, Chris, and uh, he'd, he'd invite me. I think he'd invite me over just to take my money. <laughs> yeah. And because I never won and they all right. knew it. And, and then whenever I try and bluff, like I had a good hand, they all knew that I was just bluffing because I don't ever have good hands. Right. So they would always call me on it. And then, of course, it'd be like a two and a seven, and then, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the worst hand ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like you know, like all right, give me your money. And I'd always yeah. be the first one out, and then I'd just be like the beer fetcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. We need to sit down with our brother-in-law. Yes. Yeah, that dude knows. He plays probability. That's what he does. He's a stats guy, though. I don't know. I've heard he does not like playing with civilians. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because we are unpredictable. Oh, yeah. Like, the higher caliber poker player. So, for everyone out there, like, our brother-in-law is like a professional poker player. And that's how he makes his living. And he is like pretty attuned to it where he knows probability of chance for every hand, just about. And when he plays with like a friendly game, like we'd all play, he'd get pissed. Like who the fuck? Like, why would you bet on that? But when like, I, bet I don't my, know my two and seven unsuited. Yeah, dude. <laughs> He'd flip the table. Like I'm shit. I, I literally shit you not. You just called out one of the worst hands in like seriously. The worst hand in poker is a two and a seven. <laughs> like I've so I actually like playing Texas Hold'em and used to do it all the time in college. Uh 
but I got into it so much where I was like looking up the worst hands and that's it. It's either two and a seven or two and a three. I think it's two and a seven because they're just far apart where you can't make anything. Right. <laughs> but yeah. It, but if you did that and you got a full house, he'd probably like break something and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have him on the podcast one day. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Going on about <laughs> poker. Yeah. Oh, the night that Teddy Murphy died is a night I'll never forget. Some of the boys got loaded, drunk and ain't been sober yet. As long as the bottle was passed around, every man was feeling gay. Only recam the bagpipes, some music for the play. That's how they show their respect for Teddy Murphy. They said it was a sin and shame. They went. 
Next on the uh, agenda, the luck agenda, superstitions. You a big love fan them. of the superstitions? I can love them. Yeah. I can't get enough of them, dude. Let me tell you. If I spill salt, I throw it over my right shoulder. I do it every time. Do you literally knock on wood? Yes. I will literally knock on wood. Uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier. New Year's Day. New Year's Day. They say don't do laundry because it's bad luck. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So some of these are like old Southern traditions. I feel like I've heard back in the backwoods. But yeah, don't do laundry because and you're supposed to open all the windows to let out any bad things. You don't want to do laundry because it could stain or something like that. I don't remember that as much. But uh, we always ate black eyed peas, pork, and cabbage, sauerkraut. So we'd always eat. My mom always made Creole black eyes. It's like a Cajun. Uh, it's like black eyed peas, but it's like spicy with andouille sausage, shit like that, and bacon. It's terrible for you. And then we would take a penny and put it underneath our plate while we ate. Oh, man. You guys are hardcore into the superstitions. Dude, I love it. I'm telling you, man. I, I, It's something. I just like that. I just like superstitions. Like... I think the I think the most superstitious thing I ever did in my life was when I played baseball, I would do the rally cap. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's about as far as I would get. Yeah. Wait, I take that back. When I played football in high school, I had a lucky undershirt. Yeah. And I never washed it. It was the most disgusting thing ever. I bet it was. And I wore it underneath my shoulder pads every game my senior year. And it was reek. It reeked so bad. And at the end of the year, the last game, I literally just threw it in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But yeah, that was a, that was a superstitious thing. That was a luck thing. Right. I, uh, now I will say when I swam or played soccer, I would, uh, uh, there was, I, I don't know if it was superstitions, but I had like, I would do certain things in an order to prepare myself and to not do them out of sync. And this is going to sound weird, but I used to fart my goggles on my eyeballs. <laughs> like when I would swim, because yeah. I would like, I put them there and I would do a thing where I'd like push it and push the air out and it would like suck my eyes out. But it would, uh, it also basically I did it because when you hit the water, I couldn't tell you how many times that I've seen people swimming when they dive off a swimmer's block and they hit that water, their goggles will flip down. And now you're swimming blind in a race. And it sucks swimming blind in a race where you have to like I've done it, like where they flip down and then as you're swimming, you just grab them and rip them off your face and just throw them. And then you just swim as hard as you can and just pray to God you see the wall before you hit it. And you just keep opening your eyes underwater, just hoping you actually see what you're trying to see. Yeah. And then they come out and your eyes are bleeding from the chlorine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, at that point, I mean, if you swim as much as I did, dude, I... I was like a wet dog. Like if you got me, like if I was dry and you got me wet, people would go, 
why does it smell like a pool in here? I'm like, it, it's me. I literally have chlorine on my skin at all times. <laughs> and it wouldn't come out unless you got wet. So your bathroom smelled like chlorine all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I'd, I mean, I would shower after the pool, you know, like wash my hair. But man, it was like in my skin for years. But yeah, uh, but yeah, superstitions. Love them. I like them. I feel like it's a fun, it's almost like a fun game. And I like, oh, yeah. and I think that's like, you know, I like, I, I feel like I knew I was going to bring this up eventually, but like, you know, did you ever watch Skeleton Key? Nope. Um, so it, it talks about hoodoo and how the difference between hoodoo and voodoo and like one's uh, religion, one's like witchcraft. And like the thing with like, this is in the movie, people, for everyone out there. But like, it's like if you believe it, it is true. And that's like what hoodoo was in this movie. So, like, if you, but like, that's the whole mind trip of it. It's like, if you don't believe it, then it's not going to work. But if you believe it, it really, really works. Yeah. And that's kind of like, and that seems kind of interesting. I don't know why I've always thought that. That's also kind of always wanted to go to, New Orleans uh, to go see all that kind of stuff because it's just nothing, you know, like voodoo and all that. It just seems like it's just steeping with superstition and stuff like that. And that just seems intriguing to me. Like, why? Like, what? You know, like, knock three times on the southwest corner because you want the house to stay up. Like, where did that come from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Where did that come from? It's, just, it's like quirkiness. Yeah. Manifested. Crazy. I yeah. want to go to New Orleans just to hear saxophone players. Uh, yeah, go to a nice jazz bar. Yeah, that's that's where they are. Yeah, sounds like we need to take a serverless thoughts road trip, uh, dude. We need to get an RV and just go around the United States and to all the different places and drink with people. That would be an amazing TV show. I, I'm sure it's been done. I mean, oh, but, I guarantee it. Uh, that insomniac uh, show. I think that's what he did. No, that's yeah, for sure. That's exactly what he did. And I think there was even um, I used to love watching the booze traveler. It's a little bit newer, but he would do it like go all over the world. But man, just like a diners drive. Like if we could be the Guy Fieri of bars. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Mm. That would be lucky, is what I'm saying. That would be super lucky. The first pub we could stagger to was 12 steps from the plane. A virgin flight to Shannon Town the day it didn't rain. The laughing eyes of Ireland, sparkling blue and green. With hair as black as Guinness Stout and barely 17. We're back out on the cobblestones, whiskey drunk and high again. Liquored up and giving up for seven nights in Ireland. The corner bit is waiting for the session to begin. It's quiet as a mother's prayer till we all stumble in. And it's 50 happy voices mixed with whistles made of tin. And a piper man is blowing like the North Atlantic wind. And Aaron Island Beauty is sawing on the violin. I wonder will she miss me after 
Here's a question. Yep. Does a lucky person just have, just simply have better observation skills? I don't see. All right. As soon as you said that, I know I've got a friend. I swear he's the luckiest person ever when it comes to police encounters. Somehow he does not get in trouble. And I've watched him put himself in situations where I'm like, all right, if this was me, my face would be on the pavement with a cop with his knee in my back and probably a dog about to rip my face off. Oh, yeah. And they go, hey, you all have a good night, sir. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, I think I told this story on here before year, like when we first started, but like a buddy of mine, we were in high school and we had some beer and we were driving and we see ahead of us on this highway that there is a roadblock and there is literally a road right here off to the left that we could stop go into and circumvent the roadblock where right. we wouldn't have to go there because we saw it early enough and the guy driving was like I got this and I'm going you have got to be shitting me like you're intentionally <laughs> I was like, we are three high schoolers. We're all going to jail. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure like, like me and the other guy in the car had been drinking. I don't think our driver had been. And he's just like, and we're all like, what, what, like what, who does that? Right. And we, I shit you not, man. Like we drive up he and he goes hey don't worry about this i got it he goes i just want to see if i can do it like it's all he's just like fuck it let's it's that risk reward reward thing we're just talking about like he he's got the like eye of the tiger he pulls up 
and the cop like he rolls down is when the cop looks down and goes, oh, don't worry about it, fellas. We just closed up shop and then we just drove through. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like you lucky son of like, holy shit. Like there is like like I I can't I can't believe it to this right. day. I'm like, how how does that shit happen? Did he know? Like, did he see that they're closing up from that far away? Like, oh. <laughs> I, I just I, I can't explain it. He's done that more than once where he's like somehow pulled the hell Mary of like things that happen where you're like there. That's one of that's one in a billion shot. And somehow you nailed it. Yeah. Well, listen. so I'm saying is he's my DD every time. Yeah. Oh, he's got to be. He's got to <laughs> yeah. be. He's got to be with us because if he is, we all don't go to jail. <laughs> I used to be that guy for uh, my group of friends. Oh, where yeah. that if we we're all drinking, it'd always be like, "Mike, you're driving," because I'm a far better driver after drinking than I am yeah. sober. Which we don't promote, by the way. We would never do. But, actually, we yeah. never actually. This is just uh, yeah, hypothetical. This is just entertainment. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. don't don't drink and drive. But he's great at it. I'm a, I'm a, if if in, if I was a pro at anything, yeah. It would be uh, knocking my wife up and <laughs> driving drunk. <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, so that situation, I'm yeah. pulling into, I'm pulling into White Castles. Definitely just left the bar. Definitely had been drinking the majority of the night. Right. Pulling into White Castles at three in the morning because I need something to eat at that point. Uh, yeah, duh. And a cop pulls me over in the parking lot at White Castles because I failed to use my turning signal when I pulled into White Castles. Yeah, you were excited. I, I was, it. yeah, I was, I was super hungry. <laughs> so they, they got me in the, they got me, I'm just like sitting in the, in the parking lot and uh it's a female cop she pulls up behind me she starts giving me the third degree and i'm just like yes ma'am you know have you been drinking ah, i had a i had a beer at the at the bar i had a beer she's like you had a beer i was like yeah i had a beer <laughs> <laughs> she's like well i'm gonna need you to get out we're gonna do a sobriety test i was like sure no problem i'll do that and I get out of my car and I right before we're about to start the glass to the door of the White Castles busts open and these two dudes come falling into the parking lot because apparently they had gotten to a full on brawl inside the White Castles and the one <laughs> guy threw the other guy through the glass of the door out into the parking lot. Right. And then jumped on top of him and started beating on him. And the cop looked over, saw that, looked back at me and said, get home safely. That <laughs> 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 goes running over to break up this fight. And I got the fuck out of there. Right. Because I knew where there was a White Castle. It was about two miles down the road. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so like that's that i feel like that's a hundred percent luck 
dude. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no other way to describe that. No, that that is definitely a, a shining point of luck where it's just like this man needs a little assistance. Bar fight. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So as far as the uh just having better observation skills, there was a study done by this uh psychologist, and he took a group of like 10 individuals, like these are all college students, right? Mm-hmm. And he he had them all fill out this survey. And one of the questions on the survey was, do you believe in luck? And he took 10 of the people that said yes. And 10 of the people that said no. And he had them each at different times, meet him at this coffee shop. And then he randomly on the floor, put like a $10 bill just laying on the floor somewhere. And a hundred percent, of the people who said that they believe in luck saw that $10 bill and picked it up. And a hundred percent of the people who said that they did not believe in luck did not see that $10 bill and did not pick it up. Huh? Interesting. And his conclusion was that he feels like the people who believe in luck and believe that they're lucky are because the people who said that they didn't believe in luck also said that like if they were if there was luck they would have bad luck basically right yeah so he he his conclusion was that these other people just simply had better observation skills makes sense i mean right and then so he applied that to a whole vast amount of things basically any kind of situation that you find yourself in that you got lucky it was really either consciously or subconsciously you had better observation skills and you picked up on things going on in your environment that other people wouldn't have picked up on and you reacted to those observations and had a more positive outcome because of your observations and reactions to those observations right. where, the, where the people with the bad luck never had those observations. So never had the reaction to those observations. So then therefore had the negative reaction. Yeah. Well, as I came home on Monday night, as drunk as drunk could be, I saw a horse outside the door where my old horse should be. So I called the wife and I said to her, Will you kindly tell to me Who owns that horse outside the door Where my old horse should be? Ah, you drunk, you drunk, you silly old fool Until you cannot see And that's a lovely sow That my mother sent to me Well, many's the day I've travelled A hundred miles or more But a sow with a saddle on I never saw before Now As I came home on Tuesday night As drunk as drunk could be I saw a coat behind the door Where my old coat should be So I called the wife and I said to her Will you kindly tell to me Who owns that coat behind the door where my old coat should be ah you drunk you drunk you silly old fool till you cannot see 
that's a lovely blanket that my mother sent to me Well, many's the day I travelled a hundred miles or more But buttons on a blanket sure I never seen before And as I went home on Wednesday night As drunk as drunk could be I saw a pipe upon the chair Where my old pipe should be I calls the wife and I says to her Will you kindly tell to me Who owns that pipe upon the chair Where my old pipe should be Ah, you drunk, you drunk, you silly old fool Still you cannot see That's a lovely tin whistle that my mother sent to me Well, many's the day I travel A hundred miles or more But tobacco in a tin whistle Sure, I never seen before And as I went home on Thursday night As drunk as drunk could be I saw two boots beneath the bed Where my two boots should be I called the wife and I said to her Will you kindly tell to me Who owns old boots beneath the bed Where my old boots should be Ah, you drunk, you drunk, you silly old Until you cannot see That's lovely geranium pots my mother sent to me Well, as many's the day I travelled A hundred miles or more But less is on a geranium pot I never seen before And as I went home on Friday night As drunk as drunk could be I saw a head upon the bed Where did my old head should be? So I called the wife and I said to her Will you kindly tell me Who owns that head upon the bed Where my old head should be? Ah, you drunk, you drunk, you silly old fool Still you cannot see That's a baby boy that my mother sent to me Well, it's many the day I travelled A hundred miles or more But a baby boy with whiskers on I never seen before Oh, what about you drunk, you silly old fool You drunk, you silly old fool Part of the thing I was thinking about was um, perspective of luck. Like some things that happen, they might just have like if if you just think about like a, something that to happen. Depending on your perspective, your perspective, it could be good or bad, and then you could then describe it as lucky or not lucky. Right. Like. You know, it just, it kind of is like almost like how you turn a phrase or like how you just perceive certain things. And some people are just a little bit more upbeat and some are not. So it's like optimist versus pessimist. And then like, you know, you got, oh, what's that old saying? And, uh, was it like Adams or somebody said uh, every, every problem is a solution in disguise kind of thing? Yes. That would seem very lucky if every time something bad happens, you find the silver lining and you're like, man, it was lucky that, you know, uh, 
this guy ran into my mailbox because I didn't get the bill for whatever, whatever. And they couldn't prove it. And now I don't have to pay it. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And the last three points that I have wrote down here are luck is just the, per- your perception of reality. Yes. Luck is the ability to see the silver lining in things. Yes. And luck is opportunity and preparation. Yes. 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 So, <laughs> so what, so just to piggyback off of what you were just saying, first of all, luck is your perception of reality. Yeah. So a hundred percent, dude, a hundred percent. It's all in how you see things and it's all in your head. We had this whole podcast a couple of weeks ago about how everything is mental. Right. And I feel like that's exactly what luck is. Luck is exactly how ever it is you choose to look at it. Yeah, totally agree. And that kind of goes the same with luck is the ability to see the silver linings and things because it could be, you could walk outside and forget your umbrella and it starts pouring down rain on you. And you could be like, damn it. Like how bad luck, how much bad luck do I have? I forgot my umbrella and here it is just downpouring on me or you could be like this is an opportunity to try out my new uh standing swimming moves (laughs) (laughs) actually i was sitting there thinking like (laughs) you see like a good looking girl with an umbrella and be like hey can i uh can 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 borrow that share that with you yeah, can we, there you go. Share an umbrella. Yeah, and then you met. Then you met the future <laughs> yeah. misses right there. Have you ever All kissed the, in the rain? Yeah. <laughs> have you, you ever Spider Man? Have you ever seen the Notebook? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> oh, that is the last time I ugly cried. I have to say. Oh yeah, the end of that movie. I think I talked. I know I've talked about that on this podcast. Yeah, because I talked about a fault in our stars. I think is what it was. Oh yeah, that made me cry too. Yeah, fuck that movie. Um, yeah. I don't like. I don't like. I've realized. Uh, I guess I don't deal. But <laughs> sound like a caveman. But uh, like I don't know. I didn't really deal with emotions a lot before I met my wife and. Uh, <laughs> She opened me up a little bit. Yeah. And I uh, hate movies that make me cry. And that's like, that was one of them where at the end, I'm like, I'm holding it in so hard that I cry harder because I'm like, it's so beautiful. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, man. That's at the end of the notebook. The end of the notebook had me just annihilated. And my just, as the credits start rolling, my mom yeah. calls me. And I answer the phone, but I'm completely, uh, you know, she can't understand a word that I'm saying. Right. And then I finally just hang up on her because she can't. She's like, what? What? And then like 20 minutes later, I call her back and she's like, what's wrong? Like, who died? And I'm like, (laughs) no, I died. (laughs) They just don't. Yeah. Uh. No one Elizabeth died. 
he climbed to the top of the Ferris wheel. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah. So like, basically, what I'm saying is, uh, the last point: luck is opportunity and preparation. Luck is your ability to see that opportunity and whatever it is that's going on in your environment and pre- and be prepared to react and act on that opportunity to make it a positive outcome. Yeah. And that's it. If you can master the opportunity and preparation, then you will master good luck and you will yeah. then be on the side of the successful gurus out there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hey, you know, not to turn this back into poker by any means, but they say like poker players, they only win like 28, 32, uh, making up numbers, but like only not very much percent, like they have winning hands, right? But it's how they bet during that 28 to 32% where it's like they know that this is going to win. So they've got to optimize their returns. And they will double down, triple down on those times, like Texas Hold'em five card draw kind of thing. Um, I don't know about other games, but it's it's one of those things. So yeah, it's the same thing. It's like you you got to prepare and you got to see it. You got to be willing to do whatever it takes at that moment. That's right. Yeah, make your own luck. Yeah, I got to be honest. I researched lucky charms and things that are deemed lucky for this podcast and this was so much more of a mind warp (laughs) than random trinkets and we might have to hit up the random trinkets maybe next year on saint patrick's day i don't know uh like i was looking up some random stuff from horseshoes to japanese cats to to lucky bamboo like it was all over the place man fat buddha yeah (laughs) Yeah, we gotta rub that belly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stumbled and at 2 a.m. all drunk and full of smoke. My wife said I have had enough. That said I'm sick. Get out. So I stumbled down to Kelly's pub across the edge of town. And I told the boys my story. And we had another round. Oh, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, fight. Oh, we'll drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, fight. Oh, and I might see a pretty girl. I'll sleep with her tonight. Yes, I'll drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it.
One last thing is uh, to maximize those opportunities, mm. try being a yes man. Nice. Have you ever heard of this? There was a whole movie. I think it was called The Yes Man, where Jim yeah, Carrey we, had, yep. to, had to just say yes to everything, right? Yeah. And that, in, in that movie, that's, they, they flirted with this idea where it gave him the opportunities and gave him basically good luck because of the opportunities he, that he acquired because he would say yes to everything. Yeah. And that's basically the idea behind this is yeah. No, that, yeah like every, every opportunity that you, every time you say no is an opportunity missed basically no for sure i uh i look i i do really like that movie um and it's just not it's not just the three doors down and the old old lady scene uh <laughs> 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 um but like it, there is something to that it's like the more you close off the less you're willing to do or experience but it's like you open up like yeah you could there can be heartache along the way but man there's so much more to everything right just right. say yes have you ever gone a whole day and said yes to everything no i have not <laughs> well but we want, need to turn i want turn to. that no into a yes one yeah, day i want to yeah maybe tomorrow probably not but maybe <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like i don't know it's like i definitely wouldn't want to tell anybody cuz if I do, it's just going to be a whole bunch of extra shit I got to do. Oh, you yeah. want to clean it? You want to clean my house? <sighs> yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can't tell anybody. You can't tell anybody. Dude, I can yeah. go an entire day without talking to literally anyone at all except for my wife and my kids. Yeah. And then, no, I, can, yeah. And then I can definitely get away with saying yes that entire day until so she's like, Mike, can you make dinner for us tonight? <laughs> and I'm like, uh guess we're having hot dogs. <laughs> hot dog and spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Some cheesy Mets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, we're having waffles for dinner. <laughs> no, not from scratch. Egos. All right. Everybody uh huddle by the toaster. That's right. <laughs> all right so uh now that we've talked about luck for over an hour what do you think still think luck's real i love once again i i want to i like it i like i like superstitions i do it's fun for me it makes life exciting i think i agree i think luck is what you make of it and i think right. that there's also uh circumstances that happen that uh, basically, people have absolutely no control over, like, you know, a giant tree falling over and barely missing you by, you know, six inches. Right. I, I could, I consider that luck. <laughs> Did I ever send you, if I can find it, 
on like TikTok or whatever, there was a video of a guy who tapped another guy on the shoulder and he turned around and this truck was driving by at the same time and the gate to the truck swung around and almost hit this guy in the face. But because this man tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around, he sees the gate and basically narrowly misses the truck gate where it would have fucked his world up. Oh, shit. Wow. If yeah. I can find it. <laughs> Dude, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of near miss videos yeah. that you can find online. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was like at this one was more dealing with like people like, is he a time traveler? Is it him from the future? Is it him from the like, you know, is it yeah. someone else from the future coming to warn him not to get mauled by a gate? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your face needs to be intact. Because yeah. otherwise, your future wife will not like your mangled face, and then you will not have babies with that woman, and then you won't have uh, the child four generations later that comes back to save your life. You're not going to have John Connor <laughs> to save us from the overthrowing right. that will eventually turn into the Matrix. Have you ever heard that, that the Terminator is a prequel to the Matrix? Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> because isn't the the matrix is they say it's the 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 time that the matrix is putting all the minds into is what they consider the greatest point of human civilization, right? Which, I guess so, yeah. Which just so happens to be right before the nukes go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Basically. Yeah. Right before the nukes go off in Terminator. Yeah. So, and that's the time frame that the Matrix takes place in. Nice. So, yeah, I see that 100%. Yeah, totally. So, why even watch the Terminator movies when you know it's just going to end up like the matrix movies yeah because john connor's son will be the one that's right uh because somebody said hey you want to watch terminator and you were saying yes that day and basically and i want to see arnold yeah. arnold getting the chopper <laughs> <laughs> my brother does the best getting the chopper line yeah it's amazing if you have any other uh, thoughts or ideas about luck, tell us uh, where they can send those thoughts and ideas, Alex. We can find all our things on all things Serverless Thoughts on Instagram at Serverless Thoughts, Facebook at Serverless Thoughts. Don't forget to go to Twitter at Think Serverless. Uh, if you want to contact us directly, we will definitely read and respond to those emails and we always like to hear things about what drinks we should drink what ideas we should think and what other kind of ideas that we need to ponder over i guess um and more importantly we are a podcast and we are on social medias, but word of mouth is still one of the best ways. So tell your friends, family, loved ones, if they're at a wedding, funeral, or baby shower. Tell them about serverless thoughts. Tell them to go to all the podcatchers, whether it's Spotify, Google Play, or um, Spotify, uh, iTunes. That was the other one. Holy shit. iTunes. Uh, and go on there, download our 
podcast. Like, share, and comment on all things serverless thoughts. That's right. Have a happy St. Patrick's Day out there. Don't get too drunk. Don't drive if you've been drinking. That's what Uber and Lyft is for. That's right. Or, or find a, a, a very attractive person to go home with that can drive you to wherever it is you need to go. Or you know what you should do? You know what you should do? What? You should call up that person that puts you in the friend zone. <laughs> Once you find that other person at the bar and call up the person who put you in the friend zone and say, hey, can you come pick me up? <laughs> That's right. That's come exactly t- right. Come take me and Sally home. huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what you need to do on this St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's what that's what Eddie Cupid would say. <laughs> we're channeling not a bad motto. We're channeling our inner Eddie Cupid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, so yeah, if you find yourself in the skillet, the St. Patrick's Day, you never do things. Stay cheesy, keep it crazy. Yeah, yeah. And flip on out. Shoulder a break for the night Cause the devil ain't getting no rest I got the 
Yeah.